You are listening to the Recruitment, Marketing and Sales Podcast, episode 213 with Denise and Sharon today. So this episode, slightly different, um, and we decided to start creating some masterclass videos all around how to market your recruitment company and upload them onto YouTube. And uh, if you would like to go and watch this particular video, then you can head over to YouTube and do that. And we also know that many of you like to listen on the go. So we decided, let's just uh, grab the audio for you, pop it into iTunes and Spotify on the podcast so you can listen on the go. Now, today's particular um, video and podcast is all about Avatar and uh, slightly longer and it's, we, we've gone down into, into a deeper level because this is so key when it comes to identifying the clients and candidates that you want and how you reach out to them. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Recruitment, Marketing and Sales Podcast. An obsessive focus on marketing and sales is the only way to accelerate your agency growth. So listen in now as we share the latest strategies and techniques guaranteed to deliver you more placements and profit. Hi, it's Sharon Newey from Superfast Recruitment. And in this Recruitment Marketing Masterclass, I want to talk about one of the critical areas that people often forget about when it comes to their marketing. And that is identifying your ideal client, your ideal customer. You know, it could be a client, it could be um, a candidate. And, you know, as you're scaling, you'll be wanting to identify your ideal consultant as well. So that's what I want to talk about, because it's important that you put these strong foundations in place to really leverage and get that ROI that you really want to get from your marketing. So in this masterclass, I want to talk about three key areas when you start to build a profile of who your ideal customer is. And I'm, I'm also joined on this particular uh, class by the super fast staffy who's in the background. So if you do hear any slight snoring or any noises, that's who it is. Back to marketing though. The three areas that we're going to talk about today are demographics, psychographics, and then emotional drivers. And I want to give you some examples of these emotional drivers because there are 40 to look out for, um, and I'm, I am going to share some examples of them. Let's start though with demographics because when you know I'm talking to business owners and sometimes marketeers and we're talking about you know who are you targeting, who do you want to get your marketing in front of, sometimes the conversation starts off quite big picture and it might be an organization of a certain size it could be corporate it could be any size of sme uh, but really we want to get our marketing in front of an individual inside that business you know that could be an md a hr director it could be an operations director you you will know the individuals and the certain roles that are key for you engaging with so that you can sell your services and who will commission your services um, so when it comes to demographics, we're thinking about an individual. They could be in a certain age range. They may well have a certain level of education. And also you'll be looking for someone with a certain kind of business um, experience. Um, you know, it could be someone in the early stage of their career or it could be a very experienced person. So you know, think about all those different elements 
Think also about, you know, perhaps where this individual lives. What's, um, what, what are some of their interests? Um, and, you know, what are additional qualifications perhaps that they need to have? So you build, start to build up a general practical profile of this person. Now, psychographics is where we start to go deeper. So demographics will be all the surface level um, elements that you want to consider. And psychographics are where we start to get into, um, I guess, underneath the skin of this particular individual that you've chosen. And of course, it's always good to look back at your historical data of the clients that you've worked with, the ones that you've had successful long-term relationships with, those that are in organizations that are growing, because they will give you some really great pointers as well when it comes to both demographics and also the psychographics. Because here we're talking about um, motivations, what's important to people, what are the problems and challenges that these individuals are, have as they're aspiring to achieve some of the goals that they've set for themselves, both personally and as a business? And, you know, it's, it's also thinking about um, some of the behavioural patterns that, that these individuals have. So you might, you might realise that you have a lot of success with individuals who are very strategic, it might be in contrast that you work really well with people who are very detailed and processed. Sometimes people are motivated towards achieving things, um, you know, the success in the future, while other individuals are motivated by avoiding certain things. And these are examples of what we call towards and away from motivational patterns. Um, sometimes it might be that you are really good and you have a lot of clients who are very proactive. Others may be slightly more reactive and you might decide that you want to have a balance of those kind of clients. So it's thinking about a whole different set of behaviours that you know if you have a client with all these different types of behaviours, they're ideal for you and your business can service their problems and solve their problems and challenges incredibly well and very successfully. And that means that they're going to want to have a long-term relationship with you and they will also be quite happy to refer you. Now, the third area is what we call emotional drivers. And what's interesting here is we're going down from level one to level two to a deeper level um, in level three. So, some, some of the psychographics will touch on motivations, but in level three, I want to go even deeper. Now, there are four categories that we can think of around emotional drivers. So bear with me. Now, I'm going to give you some examples in each of these areas. And let's just start by thinking about um, people want to gain something. So this is, this is a driver that we are looking to acquire something. So here it might be um, we want to gain popularity. We want our brand to gain popularity in the marketplace. It might be that we want to gain um, pride and recognition. That could be achieved through 
um, you know, clients, testimonials and case studies. It could also be achieved through perhaps awards. Um, something else might be, um, let's say, personal prestige. So your ideal customer may be, let, let's say they're a director in an organisation and they know if they work with a real specialist recruiter like your organisation, they can recruit some of the best talent in the market. Now, if they do that, those individuals will add value and contribute to the organisation. And the knock-on effect is that your ideal customer then gets recognized within their business as being somebody who's able to bring in and identify real high quality talent that's adding massive value to the business um, and you know is, is helping them take the business onto the next level. So there are a variety of different things that we're all looking to gain. You know, it could be self-confidence time, it could be improved appearance, um, it could be money, it could be advancement. Think about, in contrast, rather than gaining, sometimes people want to save something. Now here, time is going to be a really important thing, isn't it? When you think about your ideal clients, everybody today is spinning so many plates, we, we generally lose count. And you know, recruitment, let's say for a HR director, is only a small element of everything that they do. And so if they can collaborate and work with a fantastic recruitment partner, then what will happen is you will help save them time and they can invest time in other areas of their particular role. So saving time is going to be a really important thing. Let me give you some other examples though. Risks, um, you know, perhaps saving some risks. So by, by working and collaborating with a specialist recruiter who has incredibly detailed processes, reduces the risk to your prospective client of making um, an un unfortunate recruitment mistake. So the investment that they make actually saves them money in the long term. Let's come on to number three, though. They want to be. Now, an example here is if you ask somebody what is important to you about the job that you do um, and it will say, well, you know, I want to be a successful um, HR director. I want to be remembered as the HR director that really support this business as a business partner uh, through to its, its next level of growth. Um, it could be, um, I want to be proud of the contribution that I'm making within my organisation. So think about, you know, when you think about some of the clients that um, are good for your business that you currently work with, that you've got a long-term relationship with, what are some of the things that they've talked about that they want and that they want to be when you've had conversations with them? And finally, they want. What is it that they want? Now, bear with me because I just want to, um, I can't remember 40 of, or off this list, um, but I, I want to be accurate when I'm sharing them with you. Um, so people want to, they want to be able to express their personalities. Um, they want to, um, let's say, 
improve themselves. So if you're thinking about, um, you know, whether it's it's an MD, whether it's um, someone going into their first finance director's role, for example, um, you might decide that the kind of individual that your business most closely aligns to is an individual who is constantly looking at pushing the boundaries, at learning. They've got a real growth mindset. And you know that because your organization values that growth mindset, that you most closely align with individuals that you can work with that share that. So think about, you know, what do these individuals want? And that question that I mentioned, what is important to you about what you want from a recruitment um, you know, partner? Um, what is important to you about what you want to be in the role that you currently have? You, know, you can use these question, this question in each of these particular categories. And then it's about listening for those gems that people share. And, and I think this is worth you know, having conversations with the, the, the organizations and the individuals that you currently work with to tease out as much criteria as you can and then look at you know, what are the commonalities and can you use those commonalities or more importantly, how can you use those commonalities to then build this information into your value proposition, your marketing, more generally in terms of your messages, your content, so that when you're marketing out, your marketing is calling out, it's known as dog whistle, you're calling out a specific individual and anybody else your marketing just appears noise to. It won't appear noise though to the individuals who um, you specify want to gain certain things and you know perhaps they want certain things. So you know this this is um, an exercise that I'd really encourage everybody to do and you might say Sharon we're sorted we've already got our avatars that's fantastic. Now, it is fantastic, I stand by that statement, and the reality is that the markets are constantly changing, our industry is constantly changing, and what individuals, what your ideal customers, be it that client or candidate, are looking for, that may well be evolving as well. So I think it's, you know, whenever you did this exercise, it's good to do a couple of things. One is go back and validate that the persona that you've got, the avatar that you've built up, still stands and is valid today. Um, and if not, how can that evolve? Um, because you know, the, the more criteria you can build in, the richer you can make your profile, the more effective your marketing will be as you start to market and message out to these individuals. Um, and I think it's an exercise that is worth um, you know, checking in with and reviewing. I think if I think about you know, Denise and I's journey over the last sort of 12, 15 years, um, our avatar has just constantly evolved. Um, it's evolved because our, I guess our business model and the services that we provide has evolved over time. And what, what, you know, what people want in the market has evolved as well. You know, marketing itself, online marketing, the strategies that we're using today are, are, are different 
and on a different level to what we're using 10 years ago. So we just each year, it's like we get deeper and deeper knowledge and more clarity about the individuals and the organizations that we know we can add massive value to, to support them to take their business onto the next level. So take the time, invest some time, validate where you're at, or actually create yourself you know, a really fresh new avatar that will make the difference to your marketing. That's Sharon Newey. Talk to you soon. If you enjoy this podcast and you are ready to take your recruitment marketing to the next level, then check out Superfast Circle. In our Superfast Circle program, we are with you every single step of the way as you scale and grow your marketing. You get weekly calls with us, you get a full comprehensive training program online that you can watch and listen anywhere you are in the world. We have events, we have marketing collateral that's provided for you every single month. If you want to find out more, then head over to superfastrecruitment.co.uk forward slash SFC and then read what's there, watch the testimonial videos, watch the case studies and then book your demonstration call with one of us and we look forward to seeing you on the other side.